It's the True Achievements podcast from Gamescom Day 2. Uh, we're still here. Apologies if we sound jaded. It's because we are jaded. <laughs> uh, we're, up, we're up at 7 this morning after a, a second 2am night in a row. And uh, it's now midnight in uh, Cologne. And we have had a very busy day. Our first appointment was at 9 this morning. And we've just literally left the Xbox Fan Fest. Uh, just now, and we've played a ton of stuff, so let's crack on with it. Um, what did we start with? I can't even remember now. Sniper Elite. Sniper Elite, Jack, tell yeah. us about Sniper Elite. So I went and had a uh, developer session with Sniper uh, for Sniper Elite 4, which is the new title coming out. Um, got to sit down and play it for 40 minutes or so, and then did a little bit of an interview with the lead designer. And it was, uh, I didn't play Sniper Elite 3, so I was going into it a little bit fresh. Um, I have dabbled in them before, but it was really good. Cool. Yeah. So, <laughs> okay. There you go. Two word review. They've added a lot of new stuff um, from the last one. So uh, it's telling me that they've had to, um, in the last game, the kind of AI was on the map, but static when you couldn't see it. And with a new generation of consoles, all the AI is on the map at the same time walking around. And that allows them to use a system called triangulation for sounds. Oh, so if you fancy. shoot a weapon, they'll kind of look in your direction. So can we rewind? What's the actual? What is the game? It's a first-person shooter. No, third-person shooter. First-person, third-person shooter, single-player yeah. campaign. Yep. Okay. And story-driven. Uh, yeah, story-driven. They couldn't say too much about the story though. Okay, that's fair enough. Um, in terms of levels, the maps are huge. I played a little snippet. So what was your what was your mission? On the um, bit you played. So on the bit I played, I was having to mark some. It's basically a little bit of a training level, I suppose. Mm-hmm. So you start off with a load of weapons to your left that you can go and pick up. And after picking up that, you have to mark some enemies with your binoculars. And then just take some people out and try and progress through the level. The objective cool. was to destroy a bridge. Okay. Um, which so. I didn't get to, actually. <laughs> Um, okay, that sounds cool. And um, that is actually being published by ID, on the ID programme. Um, by Rebellion Games. By Rebellion. And do we know when that's coming out? It was um, alpha gameplay, so I imagine it's a way away. Yeah, a little way away. Okay. I said that um, they're kind of working on the AAA polish now. They've got the bulk of the stuff done. Cool. Okay. I went to see uh, Vufu Mantis Burn Racing. Uh, which is another ID title, or being, I assume it's going to be an ID title. Um, it's made by a small developer, the same developer that made Pure Pool, and uh, they've been wanting to do a racing game for a long time. And this is inspired by Micro Machines, and uh, one of the guys involved in writing it was actually on the original team for uh, Max Rally on the Amiga, which I played a long, long time ago, and he was nearly fell off his chair when I told him I'd played a game that he worked on 20, 20 years ago, so uh, that was quite cool. Um, it is a top-down uh, rally racer, um, laps around various different uh, tracks, and I really enjoyed it. There's um, four-player local co-op, there's eight-player online, and it looks really pretty. Like They built the, the engine themselves, but it's really good, great physics and engine in there. Uh, lots of fun, and there's a whole massive campaign. Uh, it looks really smart, and I, I look forward to be playing it. We will do um, some stuff on the site, I think, hopefully, when it comes out. Um, and we will hopefully get a review up as well. So um, look out for that. I, I think it's going to be pr- a reasonably priced title as well. Um, while I was in there, 
Dave, you went to see Ride 2? Yeah, so I reviewed the original Ride on the site, and I mentioned that to him, and he, he was asking what the opinions were at the time, and I remember it was the loading times. Yeah, <laughs> was the I most mean, I noticeable. played it too, yeah, very slow between levels. So, uh, but it was he mentioned like a lot of the things I picked up on, you know, when I was reviewing it, said it's kind of like a Forza for motorbikes. Yeah. He said that's kind of like the aim for what they want to do. It's what it's like a, a love letter to the motorbikes, basically. Ah. So they've added quite a few of these. Um, they've got two hundred and thirty different bikes in this game, which is a lot more. Wow, that is a lot more. And each one's had the geometry created, in, you know, independently, so they all feel different. Wow. Um, it was hard to say because the bikes that were unlocked that I played, they were completely different classes, so they obviously handled differently. Yeah, sure. So I don't know between the same class how big that variation is. Okay. Um, they've added some iconic tracks. The last game was just like random... Made up tracks. So they created yeah. them. They've added some, I think it was four iconic tracks. You kind of skipped over it. I think one was Nürburgring, Ooh. maybe. Okay. Um, is uh, these. The customization, did you ever dabble in that in the first ride? Yeah. You could literally change the yeah, every of the part. brakes mm-hmm. and everything. Yeah. So he said they've done that, there's 1,200 different parts for each bike. Um, and then the big thing is, it, at the moment, is loading 30% less oh, than the original. <laughs> and it was noticeable when I played it. They're still working on it. They're hoping to get it down to 40 by the time it comes out. And he said the original ride, they had some big plans for DLC, but they pulled back on it and went straight to work on Ride 2 instead. Okay. So he said there's 21 DLC packs over a year for the game. Whew. A mixture of free and pay content. Mm-hmm. That's a but lot. Playing the game, it was very similar. Because I thought the handling was pretty good in all the motorbike games that they've done. It's normally the engine that lets it down. Yeah. So it handled pretty well. I felt good. It, the, the landscapes they were racing in were a lot more detailed. They looked, you know, before they were a bit blocky and a bit yeah. plain. So all that looks a lot better, and overall it felt pretty good. And it was obviously got a lot of passion for racing genre. I know, like it's it's easy to criticise the things that they get wrong. Yeah, that's true. <coughs> but they they really care about the game, and but they have got a new engine as well coming. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, it's worth pointing out really when when you get a review copy or you get a game, and you you sort of forget how much passion and time and effort and blood, sweat and tears from a lot of people, um, you know, several years of these guys' lives a lot of the time yeah. goes into these games and it's very easy just to write them off without without bearing that in mind when you're playing the finished thing. So when you actually get to talk to the devs, it does give you a different spin on it. Definitely. Um, I went off to see the platform demo for Xbox um, with Mike Lavin and... Sounds like Mike Lavin. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't Mike Lavin. Um, he was he was really nice. We talked about a load of stuff. Most of the stuff we sort of knew about, but the main thing was about the um, next update that's coming by holiday for everybody and in the preview program in the coming weeks. Um, and it was about the um, looking for groups, clubs, and the arena stuff. So that actually looked really, really good. It was really well integrated into the OS. Uh, looking for group stuff was interesting. So... I know they sort of glossed over it at E3, but it was the... Um, so you can set up tags. So you say, right, I'm looking for a group that's going to play Destiny and there's going to be no trash talking and we're happy to have all uh, genders on there um, or it's for noobs. And you can flag up all this different stuff. Um, so it's a bit like TA gaming sessions in a way. Or you can say, like, we're achievement hunters. Uh, but the thing that I wasn't sure about was there didn't seem to be any way to set up a time. So you'd have... 
it's, it's all like I think I suppose it's all instant. You, if you're, yeah. you want to say I want to play right in this moment, um, then that makes sense. The club stuff is very similar to this to that principle. So you, again, you set up the tags on what your club's going to be. Obviously, it can be across multiple games this time. Um, and yeah, the the clubs are going to be uh, starting out as in the preview program. They're going to be available. So um, the true achievements one has already been reserved for us, yeah, which is yeah. nice. Um, so that was pretty sweet. And you get like a central hub. You can make the clubs either um, public or private, so you can make them request access only uh, or invite only. And uh, you get like a, a central hub where you can see what everybody's playing and you can upload um, videos, you know, the game clips and stuff like that. So it, was, it sort of felt a bit TA-ish to a degree. Um, the arena stuff you didn't talk much about. They're going to launch with Killer Instinct. Uh, there's going to be a lot of contests. There was a cool thing when he signed up for a Killer Instinct contest. Uh, it appeared as a massive countdown on the dash. And then when the countdown ticked, to, ticked down, a toast notification came up. And he pressed the Xbox button and went straight into the correct part of that game. Brilliant. So not just into the game, into the actual exact um, contest. That's pretty clever. That was really smart, actually. Uh, it was really impressive. He talks about some other stuff about uh, Xbox One S, which we sort of knew, like the Bluetooth, the redesign controller. Um, one thing that was really interesting, they've become partners with uh, Lenovo. The PC people. The PC people. And all Lenovo PCs, well, I guess some, some of the <laughs> Lenovo PCs that come out from now on will all work with uh, Xbox peripherals off straight out of the box. Nice. So they will work with the controllers and the headsets, uh, which is really sweet. Because um, obviously they're pushing the Windows 10, Play Anywhere, all that jazz, uh, which was cool. So I had, I had a, it was a really interesting chat and they were really nice. Um, Jack, I believe you went to see Sea of Thieves at that point. Yeah, so I went to, uh, this is a rare, rare new title, and they call it a shared world adventure game, or swag for short. Nice! <laughs> oh no, <laughs> they worked on that. <laughs> it's a, um, it's a, co- Crowbar, that <laughs> a cooperative pirate game. Yeah, so not only did you get the presentation, we might as well say we all played this tonight, we've just, we've just been playing it at the mm-hmm. FanFest. Uh, on the same team with a guy from Rare. So you needed one of the team really to help you because yeah. going in blind, it was it was difficult to know what you were supposed yeah. to do. But he was there prompting us. There's, there's, it's five-man teams, isn't mm-hmm. it? Uh, I assume that's the same across the entire I game. I think you can have as many people on a oh, team really? as you want, really. Okay, interesting. Because it's entirely open world. Yeah, I suppose once you get going, you're... You could have like so, a crew of 20 or something. Yeah, well, you, um, they're going to be different sized boats in it eventually. Mm. And uh, so people want to play sing, like by themselves. Mm-hmm. They can. Well, they're in their little rowing boat. Good luck with that. <laughs> Who's going to fire the cannon? And then, <laughs> Just like lobbing stones. <laughs> <laughs> rubbish. And then uh, obviously bigger boats, bigger teams. Uh, but it's literally a game. They give you the tools and you do make up what you want really. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So we started off. We were on the beach, and um, we we all have an instrument. Yeah. You've got like a little, uh, very limited itinerary of uh, alcohol, plank, and a, <laughs> and a, yeah, and a musical instrument and a plank. Uh, so you can either get mullered, um, <laughs> which play, we are play doing. some tunes here, which you're doing, yeah. uh, or repair. So the plank's for repairing the boat when it gets hit by by other things. So we we swam over to the boat. We we climbed into the boat, and then. We all, we all sort of had a task, so we had to lower the sails, get them pointing in the right direction, then someone, uh, we all had to cooperate to lift the anchor up, mm-hmm. 
and get the boat moving. Uh, and someone took over the steering and someone took over the, um, the lookout post at the top of the crow's nest. So they were looking out for other ships. Anyone that's played the Assassin's Creed ship levels will know the weird feeling of like you're, you're steering the ship towards something and then by the time you've got it in sight, then you have to steer away from it so that your cannons are actually pointing in the correct direction yeah. uh, to actually attack, attack the ship. But I don't know why they don't just stick one massive cannon on the front. <laughs> make yeah. the whole game so much easier. Um, there you go, a little naval tip for uh, the Navy there. <laughs> Suggestion for future boats. Um, so that was... Uh, that was it was obviously required a load of coordination, and then the funny thing about the game is that you're you're having to fire at the right height and early, so yeah. Because the cannonball takes such a, dis- a time to get to the uh, get to the opposition ship. Plus, you're both moving as well at the same time, so you sort of need to fire ahead of them and get their angle right. Um, with enough um, damage done to the other ship, they will start sinking, and if and obviously they're doing damage to you. Um, and so you need to get down. You can feel the boat actually getting lower in the water <laughs> yeah. as it gets more damaged. You need to get below deck. I think there was three decks on our boat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and as you go down to the bottom deck, you will see like it starts filling up with water, and there's um, areas. Yeah, there's holes in the in the hull where all the water's pouring in. So you need to use your plank. That's where you've got a plank. And then you just hold down right trigger against these things, and you gradually patch them all up again. Um, which is cool, and it was it, it was fun, wasn't it? We we got the other ship away. Uh, and sunk it and then uh, we were just approaching another ship when I think we finally got got eventually destroyed but um, it was cool and there's a lot of stuff that wasn't in the demo that is in the original in the full game and there's still quite a way we asked them about the achievements they're still away from that yeah Um, but it was interesting I don't know how much longevity there'll be in it if they can add a lot more stuff like that as you say there's more boats Mm -hmm. it felt a bit limited in what we did on the demo and you are really reliant on your teammates as as I, I really enjoyed it. I think it was really good fun, and really it was good because the guys from Rare were really, yeah. they were really funny about it. They were really enthusiastic, yeah. and um, we all had a really good laugh. I think uh, so. That was cool. Uh, was there anything else in there? Um, that's pretty much it. But their kind of main ambition at the minute, they're working towards a closed beta for it. Okay. Um, so oh, okay. Gonna, so everyone might get a chance to play it before. Yeah, so it's going to go into that um, before. That's kind of their main um, focus of the minute. And it is going to support the Play Anywhere. Oh, stuff. okay. So Windows 10 and Xbox One. And they're looking into um, cross-platform saves and potentially cross-platform play. Okay. in the future. Cross-platform as in just as with as PC? PC and okay. Xbox. Cool. Yeah, uh, Yeah, that was, so I, that was the thing they talked about in the um, platform demo, actually, how much stuff they wanted to do and how excited they were about what, what Rocket League has allowed them to do. Um, while you were in there, I went to see Forza Horizon, my game of the show so far. Um, that was a wicked chat. They uh, Done by Ralph, their PR guy, who was fantastic, really interesting. It's just, honestly, I, could, I made so many notes on this that I just can't, I won't start because I won't stop talking about it, but it was everything he said just made me excited for the game. It's slightly different um, in that you're controlling pretty much everything. You can build your own festival. After about an hour of like the intro section, you can make a big decision as to whether you want to start your festival in um, the city or on the beach. And obviously, it depends on whether you enjoy the off-road style more or the sports car side more. And then you'll sort of be focused there for the next couple of hours, which is quite cool because you totally tailor it. But not only that, you can choose the music for the festival, which all the songs that are going to be playing. Um, you can even choose the classes of the cars, you can choose the tracks, you can choose 
whether it's you know how many laps there are, all this stuff. It's um, it sounded really really good, and the career mode itself lasts around twenty hours. I asked them about this stuff, and they were well aware of the the shall we say the grindy nature of some of the achievements in in FH two and indeed FH one. Uh, and they're looking to make them slightly less grindy, so they won't shouldn't be a hundred and seventy five hour. Um, all oh, I can't remember what it's called now. All the races belong to us. Belong to us. Two point So there'll be an all the races that belong to us. Three point But hopefully it shouldn't be as as long. More like a hundred hours. Um, but we hope to bring you more on the achievements soon. And then I believe we went to see World Rally. Yeah. yeah. Um, which was uh, good. They had a proper racing chair set up. Mm-hmm. Um, and a proper racing driver. Yeah, uh, probably <laughs> the most... I mean, when we went to... It was quite surreal, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, he was... Uh, we were watching him through the window racing and they had an amazing setup. So they had the full racing chair, the pedals, the steering wheel and they also had three decent-sized yeah. uh, monitors like wrapped around almost. So you got the full experience of, of, the, of the rallying. And... The guy that there were two guys, both called Sebastian, that were um, presenting it. French guys and um, from Big Ben. It wasn't Lower. No, it wasn't Sebastian Lower. That's a good point. <laughs> point that out now. Um, and uh, yeah, the, the one of the guys is a, we used to be a professional rally driver, and watching him tackle the same stage that I had to go on was just incredible. Like so, the stage itself it was the same stage we're racing today. Today, like, yeah, in, in the actual genuine. WRC, so uh, it's in Germany. I can't remember where it was, but um, Do you think yeah, it was a super special stage. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was cool. Yeah, I mean, it handled really well. Um, I struggled a bit. I mean, you're going to struggle a bit initially. You need this the type of game that you need to obviously have a few goes at before you're familiar. You can get used to the handling yeah. and all that stuff. But there's a lot to it. Um, it was a lot of fun, and we look forward to getting a bit more of it further down the line. WRC five was one I reviewed, and out of that and Seb Loeb and Dirt, mm-hmm. that was probably the easiest. Probably a little bit more arcadey. They were quite keen to stress that they wanted it to be a bit more accessible. Yeah, and they've, um, they've done things like narrow. Yeah, but they have. The courses they've heard the feedback they narrowed the track. They said so they've made it a they bit said, harder. I don't think they've they've not got the official tracks, but he said any kind of like iconic jumps or sections mm-hmm. of a track they've matched like they've mapped a kilometer was it either yeah, side. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So you yeah. still get those epic moments, whereas the rest of it's kind of their take on it. But um, it, it looked nice. It looked a lot nicer than WRC five, and that was because they said they've sacked off. Yeah, the three sixty. Three sixty and PS three mm-hmm. completely. It's just like this generation consoles now but they again they were so enthusiastic they wanted yeah. the game and uh it did look nice yeah and that was a real treat and it's just fun to race in the racing yeah. seat and do all that stuff um gears four yeah so it, it, i didn't get a hands-on it was just um a bit of information about what was coming so this is some bits that I had not heard before, so I think they must have released a trailer maybe just this week about it. Mm-hmm. So there's a new enemy type that's called DBs, and basically they're, they're robots. Okay. And the way it goes is you're, so you're, even though you're on like the cog side, you're kind of rebelling a little bit against them. Ooh. So the cog have sent out these robots to try and chase you. So even though they're at like... They're on your team at the beginning, at least. You're doing something wrong and they try to track you down. So the, the, 
different kinds. There was flying types of enemies. It looked they looked similar to like you know the ones that were in the last Call of Duty, kind of that kind yeah, of style. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, different kind of enemies. There was some that flied and had like little shields, and the only way to go through it was just keep spamming it with bullets until the shield went. Um, some of them were better up at close range, you know, to kill at close range. Um, they introduced four new weapons. So. One was an SMG called the Enforcer, and it literally spams bullets at like an unbelievable mm-hmm. rate. So it's good against these ones with the shields because yeah. it can hit it quick, but it doesn't last long. Okay. Uh, next one was a shotgun called the Overkill, which was a really cool concept. It was a double barrel shotgun. When you press the trigger, it fires one bullet, and when you let go, it fires, it another. fires another. Nice. So he says if you've got an enemy, you can quickly do it, or you know you can kind of hold yeah, it down various enemies. and yeah. aim at them. Uh, next one was called an M-Bar, which was really weird, because, because the robots, he said, they obviously don't need scopes, which I suppose I'll believe it, I'll take it. Um, <laughs> so it kind of works like a railgun where you charge it up, and as you charge it up, the crosshairs become narrow on the screen. Mm-hmm. So there's that, and then the last one was a tri-shot, so if you play Gears, you know the mulcher, big, yeah. heavy kind of mm-hmm. machine gun thing. He said, what happened is at the end of that, when you got to the end and it needed to cool down, you couldn't fire anymore, this tri-shot... Once it gets to the cooldown phase, it'll still fire, but at a really slow rate. So if you've got an enemy that's nearly dead, you can kind of keep going and finish him off at a slower rate or cool off and wait for it to recharge fully. Um, the video he showed us was all recorded on a standard Xbox One. It looked amazing, to be honest. It looked really good compared to the beta that we played where it looked really flat and yeah. horrible. It looked really good. Um bit more info he spoke about there's going to be some horde 3.0 information okay. coming in the next week or so mm-hmm. um he spoke he was he went on at length and he couldn't really say because it's not been revealed this mm-hmm. game mode but he was really hyping it up it's like a, it's called arms race and the way he said it was like it's a 13 round game and like if you play gears multiplayer you there's like the big weapons on the map like that you everybody goes to and he said the start you speeds like a half either side, and at first you place the weapons. What you use your you place the weapons on the map. So if you know that the enemies suck at sniping, you can put the sniper near, near them, them. Mm-hmm. and then you get the weapons for you. And he said he, he, a lot of the like the pro Gears of War players have been playing it, testing it, and refining it. And he said that's what they all want to play at the minute. That they're just loving it. Um, he did say as well that it was pretty weird because they've gone all esports. Oh yeah. I've gone quite big into esports. You can plug a USB keyboard into the Xbox One, mm-hmm. and if you're spectating, there's like keyboard shortcuts in like coded in, so you can take different angles and follow different players and stuff like that. So you said you could do it with the keyboard or if you got the chat pad. Yeah, yeah. Just custom buttons. And the last bit, um, the DB's bit, he said, even though the cogs in the single player, he said it wouldn't have been balanced, so they put them on the swarm side of the obviously the baddies okay and then when we all left i asked him about uh what's it called seriously seriously 4.0 if there was going to be one he kind of looked a bit and said like he couldn't say much but there is and i asked him if it's going to be as ridiculous as three he said it might be a little bit less hard okay we're going to try and find out some more about that leave that with us um and you got hands on tonight at FanFest. Yeah, I got to have a go at that level you mm-hmm. two played. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Smooth. Yeah, it's just nice really smooth. It all felt it's nice. It's just gears, nice. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Great. Okay, um, 
And then I think you saw... Did you see Mafia 3 in the end? No, I, did, I didn't make it because they were oh, running late. Oh, okay. Um, Bioshock. Yeah, so I got a hands-on. It was pretty cool because the uh, PR person, <laughs> uh, um, 2K, she knew that we were an Xbox kind of focused site. So as we were all queuing up outside, there was eight stations, four PS4, four Xbox One, and they kind of called me in first. And we're like, we've, we've saved you an Xbox One. So, <laughs> so they kinda, must have heard the podcast about yeah. how you were struggling with the PlayStation controller. Flipped my collar up and kind of stuck <laughs> it in. <laughs> you were um, so cool. <laughs> it was pretty much the... the Got probably about 30 or 40 different saves throughout the three games. Okay. But not playing the three games previously, I didn't know which Where they were, of yeah. the games I was playing. Um, played a few levels. The <laughs> the weird enemies who were like chatting, in, and because you got a headset on, it's surround sound, and it yeah. sounds amazing. A bit freaky. And it? it was a bit like, whoa, what's going on here? But yeah. Really enjoyed it. Definitely looking the one that I want to pick up. So now. did it have the left trigger as the? I can't remember what yeah, it was called. The, yeah, it was the, like magic. Magic power. I presume I played infinite last because they, like at yeah, first it was so. just the electric thing. Yeah. And then at the end I had like a choice of three different ones and there was fire and stuff going on and all kinds of stuff. But yeah, it was good. I enjoyed it. It looked. I I always presumed it was just a straight <laughs> linear shooter, but it seemed like I could no, go in quite, and out yeah, of doors and yeah, go exploring yeah, everywhere. No, it's so. quite a big map. So well, you've, you've never played them before, so no, not at all. But he did say something that was a bit weird. He said one and two have been completely remastered, like full 1080p, mm-hmm. 60 frames on both PS4 and Xbox One. But he didn't mention Infinite in that, so I. But don't that would know. already have been. Infinite was quite late. Infinite yeah. Was yeah. About three years. Yeah. Maybe. So, but he didn't say anything about you know the frame rate or anything that he didn't mention. Okay. That. So whether it's just a straight port and it has it, I don't know what's going on. With okay. It. I'm sure they'll release that information before it releases. Yeah. Cool. Um, and then you went to see NBA 2K17, but they didn't have any consoles working. Yeah, basically they they had four consoles in the room, and they were having a, it was they were all Xbox Ones actually, but they were having a bit of uh, trouble getting them working. Okay. So we just did a little bit of a a chat about what's happening. Is it? The best one yet. Yeah, <laughs> the best it, NBA title ever. To be honest, whenever I've looked at NBA games in the past and always thought they looked amazing they look anyway. Incredible. They look yeah, incredible. they're the best looking of all the sports. But he said they've gone like one step further now. Like every, <laughs> every, no, but every court in the NBA has their own style of lighting. And he was showing examples. He's like, I don't know the team, so. But there's one court that has like the whole thing's lit and the audience is lit mm-hmm. and the spectators are all lit and it's all like an equal level. Then you go to like the Lakers and the crowd are dark and it's all the lights focused mm-hmm. on the on the court itself. And he said they've worked really hard to recreate that exactly okay. as it is. Uh, there was a lot. He said they, they had some criticism for things like colours of kits and things like that. And so they said they worked really hard on that and making it more vibrant. I thought the colours of um, kits were not good. Just all the kind of usual sport things, you know, like one thousand new dribbling animations, yeah. and, you know, all that kind of <laughs> stuff. So. You don't really realise until you... Sort of the big things he said was fatigue system. So he said if you play basketball, you obviously know it's a really tiring sport yeah. up and down. And he said in the past, you could kind of play with your best team, your best players throughout the match and uh, wouldn't really affect realistic. it. Yeah. Whereas now they've worked on the fatigue system. So if you want to play with the same best players at the start and towards the end they'll start losing the skills, they won't be able to jump as high for tip-offs, they'll, the shooting will get sloppy and things like that. But yeah, it's, it looked great. That's all I can say. It did really look good. Cool. And then we both went in to see Pro Evolution Soccer 2017. Yeah. So I used to be a bigger Pro Evolution Soccer fan 
than I was a FIFA fan, but this is going back 20 years, 10 years. Yeah. Um, and then FIFA's been, I think even the pro era guys would admit, uh, a long way in front. For he did the, say they'd stumbled, didn't he? Yeah, the last they, did admit, they did, did admit, admit a bit of stumbling going on. But yeah, for, probably for the last five years, they've not really been... They've been at the races at all. FIFA's really, really gone ahead. But having played both quite a bit over the last couple of days, it felt really good, didn't it? We played it two, two full matches that were, you know, there were long matches. We're in there a full half hour. We're playing for that full half hour. Um, and it, they didn't feel massively different. The, the, the two types Between felt, FIFA and... Yeah, yeah I didn't they, think they felt so. similar. The only thing, because I've not, I'd not played PES for years, so it's... The controls big, were a bit no, but, Do you know, like the little skill movement? And he did yeah, oh, say... Yeah. Once you get to know it, there's a little, like little tricks you can do. Oh, like, course, just to yeah, shield sure the ball on the yeah, sticks yeah, and things yeah. like that. So we, we were playing a bit raw. <laughs> we actually scored more in yeah. Pez than in FIFA, which surprised me because it normally I I would have thought it'd be the other way around. I scored some really nice goals, like really crossing it. Yeah, really yeah. nice, like flicked header and um, the animations for the um, celebrations and it was almost and like in that. fact every single replay, like even the tackles, yeah. they looked really realistic. I mean, the the level of realism was really really high. It was very mm-hmm. impressive. Um, they've actually got some proper licensed stuff now. They've got Barcelona and Liverpool in there completely, which you're obviously delighted about. <laughs> Barcelona, Bayern, Liverpool, yeah. And yeah. Arsenal must have been licensed because it looks... Yeah. The players looked great. Yeah, it looks horrible. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so that was really good. I think it will be an interesting one which to, which to choose. I mean, to be honest, I will go for FIFA because the journey mode yeah. really appeals to me. And he did mention... And he, he, he wasn't sure how it'd work on the Xbox One, but... People mm. make because they don't have the official kits and things like that. People, People can make, make the kits, mm-hmm. and he said you can upload them. And he knows it works on the PS4, but he's not sure about the Xbox. I'm not sure one. it'll work on the Xbox. One so either. that's something to find out. And we mentioned the achievement list too, didn't we? And we're going to get because so, the achievement list is the same every year. So hopefully, it's already done for this year. Yeah, but we're hopefully we might be able to stay more interesting for next yeah. year. Um, so at that point. <laughs> our feet were hurting. Yeah. So we decided to walk all the way back to our apartment, get changed, showered, freshen up a bit. I pa- I power naps for about five minutes, uh, and then head all the way back to Colmesa for the Xbox Fan Fest, um, which was amazing, really, to see the change. So Jack and I had to go up to uh, the public area today to go and pick up our Fan Fest passes, and. The Microsoft Xbox booth this year is at the far, far, far end from the trade area. Uh, it's literally the furthest point you could possibly be. I don't know how far. I'd be interested to know how what that distance is. It's ten thousand steps. It's yeah, it probably is. I mean, it's a good. It's probably one point. It's probably a mile. I would say from um, the the beginning of the trade area to that point of the Xbox booth, and we had to go through that. On probably the busiest Wednesday there's ever uh, Thursday there's ever been at Gamescom. I mean, it was just heaving with people. It was just chocker, and it took us a while just to get all the way up there. But to go from that, so Gamescom actually closes at eight, and uh, that's when the fan first started. To, so we could actually see the the change of like a million people down to just <laughs> two hundred people that were in there, and it was amazing. Like walking out tonight, it's just bizarre seeing yeah, the difference. It didn't even look like the same place. Um, Anyway, FanFest was really cool. We uh, we had Aaron Greenberg, we had Larry, uh, Major Nelson there, we had Ace Bongo's Graham uh, Boyd there, and 
Was that everybody that we had Chris. on the stage? Oh yeah, and Chris, Chris something Munson. beginning with M, Munson. who was who sorted our tickets out. So thanks to him. I'm sorry, I can't remember his name properly. Um, and they were cool. They did a big speech about how um, they they were really impressed with the people that were there and how the community is the big thing. And they gave away lots of little things and some bigger things later on. But the main thing was for us to get an opportunity to go and play all the all the games that they had there. Yeah. Um, and there were a lot, so there was obviously Forza Horizon 2, which we played yesterday, Gears of War 4, which we mentioned, Sea of Thieves, which we mentioned. Halo Wars 2. Halo Wars 2, which we played, um, which I didn't really know what I was doing, but we actually managed to win. <laughs> and I think it's the type of game that if you, it's the type of game you need to invest some time in, because yeah. you have to know what enemies will, uh, what type of heroes, I suppose you could call them, what, what type of units you need to build to attack mm -hmm. certain units of the opposition. So only certain units from your side. And there was... I don't know, like 30 different units you could have built. And it was a bit of like, whoa. And plus the controls were a bit like, I've got to remember how to select all my units and move them around. It? it was really overwhelming. Yeah. I mean, he, he would just talk to us through the controls at the start and I'd already forgotten what the first thing was. <laughs> By the time he got to like these shoulder buttons, it was like, wow. If, if they do it similar to the first game, they, they kind of built it up and stepped. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I have, I, it's weird because I played the first game and I don't mm. remember it being challenging to pick it up and play it. So you're right, there must yeah. be some sort of slow build-up tutorial system. Um... So that was good. Uh, was that the only thing that we... We went around the idea area, didn't we? We had a quick look around the idea area. <laughs> Jack and I played Cuphead and experienced exactly the same thing we have at every other time we played it and that we play it for about Five a seconds. minute before we get mm -hmm. killed and we're not really sure why we're getting killed, what's happening. And this wasn't even a boss fight. It was just walking along a... Graphically and audio-wise... Oh, the, the, the presentation's amazing. amazing. It's, it's just... just why, I don't, I'm, it's just a, I don't know what itself. I'm supposed to be doing. B, I just die in seconds every time. I think I'm just going to end up watching a Let's Play of it. Or yeah, it's weird. I don't really get it. Be more enjoyable. Uh, I had a couple of goes at other things that I'd never heard of before. Like Outlast. Oh, yeah, two. Yeah, didn't know what I was doing. Mm -hmm. Walking through a corridor, it was really dark. Nothing happened. Uh, I actually in a jumped out and shouted in, at you and <laughs> yeah, I hoped to scare you. I did the same thing. <laughs> it didn't really work. Like, it didn't yeah. work. <laughs> <laughs> that was annoying. Um, uh, I had a go with a couple of things, I can't remember what they were, uh, but they, none of them stood out as being... Obliterators? I, I had a little go and it was... It obviously, they just drop you in at a certain point yeah. in the game, and I don't know if I was... Somebody had had a go before, I mean, I just picked it up and was carrying on from there, but I had no clue. I, it, it, you literally started driving and there was a jump, and there was some, like, items that you could pick up, you know, like kart racer style. And the AI got it straight away and just blew everybody up, and that was like race over. <laughs> and I did that maybe five times, and then after really? yeah, I, I spent about two minutes on it. And after five times of getting blown up before I'd even got across the first jump, which was like ten seconds into the race, I was like, right, okay, I'll go and find some food or I'll drink something. <laughs> Not one for you then. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm sure it's great if you do you know. It's, it's the type of game that I'll play. I'm it's sure. really hard when you because they obviously give you these yeah. previews that are set. You get like three or four game. minutes to just. And you've got no idea, there's no kind of ramping up the difficulty yeah. or learning mm -hmm. the controls, you just drops in. Yeah, it's not an ideal situation, really. To That's one thing that was good about the um, Sea of Thieves, because the controls yeah. are so simple. You need the direction from the guy, but once you got hold of it, you knew exactly yeah. what to do. Um, and I think, yeah, I think that was about it from what we played at FanFest. So uh, thanks to everybody at Xbox for having us for that. It was a really cool event to be involved with, and we met some really nice people. So uh, thanks again to them. Is that everything we covered today? I think so, pretty much. I think so. Our feet are sore, red raw. 
30,000 steps today, <laughs> which is going some. Uh, and we've got to do it all again tomorrow. Yeah. So we've got another action-packed day of new titles to go and see. So we will catch you tomorrow. Thanks for your time. Bye. Bye.